0: the news update on make it rain
2: good morning joe good morning dane i'm alex fasano with your make it rain news update dane i wanted to mention you you said a couple of minutes ago you went five and two this week in fantasy try one and seven yeah yeah look at those numbers yeah but week one we gotta have short memory i know i know we gotta just put it behind us put it behind us it's only week one so we'll get right (laughs) into it let's (laughs) yeah exactly uh, so we'll get right into it. Last night, Monday Night Football doubleheader. It's probably the most exciting games we've seen this entire weekend, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Saints taking down the Texans 30-28 to with under a minute left. Deshaun Watson gets the ball back. It takes two plays for him to score a touchdown, one pass to Hopkins and one pass to Kenny Stills. Score is 28-27, to but Drew Brees has the ball with under a minute left. Uh, Drives down the field, Will Lutz kicks a game-winning 58-yard field goal for the win. It was his career-long field goal for Will Lutz, but it was also the longest field goal in the last 10 seconds of a season-opening game since 1970 when the NFL and AFL merged. So Gabe played that long field goal prop he always plays. There you go. So good for good for Gabe and good for Will Lutz in this one. Drew Brees went 370 yards with two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara added 13 carries for 97 yards and caught seven passes for 72 yards. And Michael Thomas, all of you guys making fantasy owners happy, 10 catches for 123 yards. On the other side of the ball, Deshaun Watson, 268 yards. He had three touchdowns, and he ran for one. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had eight catches for 111 yards and two scores. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but Will Fuller, my goodness, that moss catch over Eli Apple was was unbelievable. And it's yeah. ironic that it's Eli Apple too. It's pretty funny uh, for all you New York fans. Uh, in this one Raiders taking down the Broncos 24 to 16 in the second doubleheader of this one Flacco Joe Flacco his first game with his new team goes 268 yards with a score Cortland Sutton Dane you said it before the break a couple segments ago he is obviously the true number one guy here in Denver seven catches 120 yards Uh, but the old man Emmanuel Sanders had five catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. On the other side, Derek Carr, 259 yards with a score. But the rookie, Josh Jacobs, was the star for Oakland. 23 carries, 85 yards, and two scores. And Tyrell Williams, with no Antonio Brown there, really ate the ball. Six catches, 105 yards, and one score. Uh, Unfortunately for the Raiders. Do
3: not forget. Guys, about Darren Waller at the tight end position. He actually led this team in targets. He had eight targets to Tyrell Williams is seven. Darren Waller, seven for 70. You saw his uh, story on hard knocks. I think the Raiders are going to want to involve him on a week-to-week basis. He may be a very important waiver wire add in fantasy at the tight end position. Not a lot of people own him. It was a coming out party, in my opinion, for Darren Waller last night.
2: All right, so we'll see if you want to pick up Darren Waller off the waiver wire and see how he progresses this season. Uh, other news for the Raiders, the cornerback, Garyon Conley, unfortunately was carted off the field with a gruesome neck injury. Looks like he took a knee uh, to the back of the head, but uh, Gruden got word that he should be okay, so we'll keep everybody updated to that throughout the week. Um, looking ahead, Thursday night football, the Bucks taking on the Panthers uh, in Carolina, Panthers, your six-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 49-and-a-half, and kickoff is slated for 8 p.m. Eastern. Looking ahead to uh, week two, guys, you were mentioning it before the break, these crazy lines. New England at 18-and-a-half, visiting Miami. I know you guys are degenerate, just sprinkle a little bit on the money line, but, I mean, New England doesn't play well in Miami, so... It's really interesting. They're getting a lot of Yeah, those of narratives here. are still
3: at play. Miami always plays well against the Patriots. It's still September and 95 degrees and humid, mm-hmm. but it is the Patriots coming in there, and we saw what the Patriots look like, and we saw what the Dolphins look like. This is going to be one, Joe, where we test those narratives against each other. You know what I mean? I'm sure that you can find data and trends that will say all sorts of things about this matchup, but what my eyes told me is you can't hang a number big enough for me to take Miami this week
2: that's don't pretty crazy
4: have to play it people oh, no, don't listen going. to these degenerates you do not <laughs> have not to going. play the
3: game so they're plus 14 on the money line though you telling me that's not worth a couple of shekels
4: just don't in case have to play it no don't have to play it i like your it... washington bet better okay <laughs> a... uh, i like your washington bet better. But
2: we'll keep everyone up to date although on we the...
4: haven't heard from Venmo Venmo, yet. exactly so I, is he, is no, he I got counting tech. his money does I got he a text that formally is... agree
3: to the seven and a half point spread. Right, well, I bought myself three form... points here with Ben O'Brien.
4: Uh, I want his uh, I want his ass on the microphone when we come back here. I want to hear
2: Verbal it confirmation.
4: Him. I don't want things getting lost in translation. Joe,
3: remember when we say this, we're just betting numbers, right? We're just betting numbers. So yep. I just got three points for free. <laughs> so I'm betting the number, Joe.
4: <laughs> I'm just trying to add up all the money down here. It's taking me a
3: while. Yeah, but... no, I ain't ready for oh, you yet. Okay. No,
0: that's all right. You, you add it
4: up because you... <laughs> Take your socks off. You're going to need them, brother. Get that change. You got loose change. You got going on there.
2: Pokemon Go app down, bro. <laughs> Everyone's coming after Venmo Brian in the pit here. Uh, Another crazy line you might want to look at. Arizona going to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Ravens getting 13.5 points in this one. And, again, we already saw what Lamar Jackson could do. The running back, Lamar Jackson, uh, saw what he can do. For a running back. Uh, Yeah, you're pretty pretty good for a running back, right? Uh, So that's crazy. And Dallas getting 4.5 points. Going up against another running back. Yeah, exactly. Going up against another running back in Kyler Murray. Uh, Dallas getting 4.5 points in Washington, but you bumped it up to 7. So uh, we'll keep everybody updated on the (laughs) James Venmo Brian. (laughs) I want to place all my bets with Venmo. I might have to start doing the same. Uh, I'm in the pit with him, so maybe that might make some sense. Pretty crazy, Um, but we'll keep everybody up to date with this one. But sending it back to Dane and Joe, helping you make it rain. Is that a Knicks shirt? The Knicks shirt, yes, it is. Westchester Knicks. Uh.
0: You're listening to the Fantasy
5: Sports Radio Network.
4: Remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain?
5: Make it rain. Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all.
1: You're back.
4: All right, here we go. Final hour, time to make it rain. Exactly what we plan on doing for you here as we get ready for week two in the NFL. We also have, uh, you know, week three, college football on the way. Excited, already taking a look at some of these early lines. But please do not forget that there is still some Major League Baseball going on here, and there's something very interesting uh, taking place over the last couple of days, if you guys uh, haven't seen it, let me see if I can put this graphic up over here. Yeah, the Astros know how to hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is a situation here, guys, where the Astros were a little bent out of shape, that everyone in the market was referring to the Texans and uh, the game that's coming out over there. They were a little bent out. of. Nobody's running the switch. Is Venmo Mario just, just counting money? Like, there's he's no point. That. He's in- on the microphone. He's getting ready to talk. Oh, he's and then- on the microphone. The I got gotcha. you. Yeah, no. See, there's no – there's. they were a little bit upset that everyone was talking about Deshaun Watson and not them. So, you have a team here over the last two games that decided to go out and put up 36 runs in two games, guys. That is a football number, as is the scores that they have been putting up. And last night we were on uh, – we were on in-game live, Dane, and yeah. – I had, uh, you know, Mike Fires was on the mound for Oakland, and he was going up against Granke, and the number was nine and a half, and I know a lot of people were on the under in that game last night, and when I clicked it on, it was uh, one out in the in the second inning, one out in the top of the second inning, and it was already 10 nothing. It's six. Home runs, Joe. Seven, it was ridiculous what they bet. <laughs> the first six out of seven dudes hit a home run on the game. Like what in the, Mike Fires couldn't even make it out of the first inning. I'm like, this is unbelievable. I've never seen a display of firepower like what the Houston Astros did. Not against, you know, the Orioles or, or something. Yeah. This, this is against a dude who won 16 games this year and Mike Fires, man. had no hitter earlier season. Yeah, pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah. I was pretty impressed with I would what's say going so. on. There.
3: You know my answer to that, though, Joe? As a Yankees fan, Luis Severino made a rehab yeah. start on Sunday and came out of it good, striking out five in two innings. He's got one more rehab start, and then he's back with the big club. Bring it on,
4: guys. Let's Dude hit go. the ball. 10. 536 feet last night, guys. 530. i never seen anything like it. Unbelievable. All right, we'll take a look at that card, too. Coming up here, let's make it rain.
1: and I was like, I'm just gonna try it. My pants are like falling off. The best date 100.com.
0: Fantasy freestyle.
3: Yes, Giovanni Bernard if Mixon is going to miss time, but that's a function of how much time Mixon is missing and if you really think you would start Giovanni Bernard given the rest of your roster in that time that Mixon is done. That's the way you need to look at this with people that are replacing him. Would they crack your starting lineup anyway? Well, if the answer is no and it's like a three-week injury, then do you really need to spend your priority on that or your fat budget on it? I understand making the assets, but you got to prioritize sometimes.
0: Monday and Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Zumo TV, channel 719.
4: So a, uh, a quick reminder that yes football season is here. We know this we got NFL we got college football we got the baseball playoffs uh, just around the corner finishing off the season but that does not mean that you as a uh, as a sports investor just uh, get tunnel vision and ignore what else is going on in the world. For instance, Thursday, you might say hey we've got major league baseball and we got also got a thursday night football game but we also have the very first tournament of the 2019-20 PGA Tour season the greenbrier is thursday oh, wow fedex yeah, points at zero that's damn straight west virginia is where it'll be and it is the uh, the new PGA Tour season uh, will begin officially this thursday at the greenbrier so you know what's going to happen here on Megan Rain, cuz we never we love our uh, our golf bets Sure, so we yeah. will be um doing some matchups here for you live on the show. We'll be placing some wagers if you uh if you care to profit. Because the more you keep your finger on the pulse of the PGA tour season, the easier it is to profit, Dane, once it comes around after the top of the year and everyone's like, all right, golf. Let's get to sure. the Masters. Well, the, the games and the tournaments that they play now through the end of the year will go a long way in determining. Who's usually pretty good in the first half of uh, of 2020, so it's definitely worth keeping an eye on. And we'll uh, we'll live bet a few of these things come Thursday. A couple of these Looks like Thursday, a lot of the big boys of aren't matches. playing, though. Looks like a lot of the big uh, boys
3: aren't playing this week.
4: Well, yeah, no, I'm but seeing... a lot of the up and comers are the guys like oh, okay. Victor Hovland, these guys that got sure. you know, the guys that could do some damage their first year on a tour. Okay. Yeah you need to you need to keep the an eye the on these I'm guys
3: I'm seeing names like Deschambeau, Kevin Na, you know guys yeah. like this that you know don't get me wrong I'm not disrespecting them but the truly top guys are going to take a little bit of time off because they were just in the Fed- FedEx playoffs right yeah, and you got
4: Sunjin is going to be there Kokrak. Um, you you you've got a whole bunch of guys here the- especially the new guys that are up and yeah. coming that were top 10 guys like Kokrak just became a uh, not Coca, uh, Victor Hovland, uh, OSU, Oklahoma State grad there, just just hit the tour, and everyone's like, all right, when's he going to win? Like, when's he going gonna... to Keep an eye on these young guys, because these guys start dominating now with the lesser fields? Mm. That's confidence, man. That means yeah. you're going to get them at pretty good prices once the big guys return. Is there a President's
3: Cup or a Ryder's Cup this, week, this year?
4: End of the, I think, ne- every... No, I think next year is the... Is the Ryder is next year, if I'm not mistaken?
3: Okay, maybe a President's Cup? I thought I saw commercials. Uh, the President's before. Cup, oh, they we'll usually
4: um, Yeah, exactly. Awesome. They yeah. usually go. Uh, and what's his face, I think, um, is the, it's Monday, December 9th. There you go. Yes, Monday. Uh, so at the end of the year, because the whole schedule changed this year. Remember, they put all of the, usually this season would continue it's to it's drag up, yeah. out. and We'd get the skins around, the skins matchup around Thanksgiving. But it's all changed now. And the season officially starts now. So, and you're right. Keep an eye on that Presidents Cup at the end of the year. Plenty of opportunities to be able to make cash, guys. Make it rain. That's what we're looking at. Including, listen, we got ourselves a little in-house bet going on right now between uh, the millennial. Uh, the millennial. Uh, I'm trying to find a He's nice saying, adjective saying, to describe okay. him. He is the um, he is Venmo Brian, who hates uh, anything that's older than ten years. And uh, thinks that, uh, you know, guys like Larry Bird uh, had no hops, couldn't play. No game. No bounce. Uh, Yeah, he's got no game. (laughs) But he is jumping all over the Dallas Cowboys because of the game they had against the New York Giants. And, of course, they find themselves on the road in Washington for week two with Washington to Dane's point getting four and a half points. Washington is a team that offensively, they can score points. They, they just showed it against a, a much better Eagles defense, I think, than what they are going to see here on the road. That defense is pretty stout of Washington. I don't think they're nearly as bad as people think they're going to be, but they're getting four and a half at home against the Cowboys week two. So, Dane, it was four and a half, but he graciously – he gave you how many? Seven and a half. I mean, he texted me Cowboys by 20
3: right? So I wanted to hop on it and I was like, all right, all right. Like I said, he was talking about how Dak is a new Joe Montana and I was like, listen, that's one game against the damn Giants defense. The Giants defense is going to make a lot of people look good, but you know when pride gets into it, right? Mm -hmm. When pride and fandom gets Mm -hmm. into it and fan is short for fanatic, right? So Mm -hmm. I decided to maybe, you know, throw a little wager out there, Joe, and and Venmo Bryan obliged. Remember Venmo Bryan? also showed us his wins in week one of college football. So he's in a pit of misery, and he's feeling good. He's like, listen, my job is I get to listen to experts all day, make a little bit of cash, and then, you know, every time I want to go contrarian. But, you know, sometimes I catch his hand in the cookie jar, and so we now have a bet where it looks like he's going to give me seven and a half points for a home dog in their home opener uh, against a divisional opponent who, yes, looked very good against the Giants defense, but I think they step up in class in terms of the defense they face on Sunday.
4: Are we good to go there, uh, Venmo Brian? Are you uh, you agreeing to this bet? You gotta, we gotta hear you on air. Okay, this. Yeah, I'll give him seven and a half. But I need a, a bounce back week this weekend. I went zero and seven on Saturday college football. Not good. That's unfortunate,
3: bro. It's I don't think you went to bounce back uh, <laughs> on me. <laughs> but that's okay, Brian. That's okay. Remember when Joe said, oh, I don't know, Joe, was it about an hour ago at this point? You know, when now that there's football, how we talked about bankroll management, how we talked about you don't have to bet at all. Remember I talked about mm-hmm. the green and the red coasters when you go to the Brazilian steakhouse? Yeah, well, Venmo O'Brien has the meat sweats right about now.
4: Uh, yeah, he's yeah, exactly. He's trying to figure out how he's going to recoup this money, and he thinks by laying he's seven and a half on me. the road, he's going to go through me. He thinks he's going to double he's up. He's going to go me. through you to get it. All right, listen, like, it we'll is see. on, people. Seven we'll and a half. Monday. The bet is in. Seven yep. and a half points. Uh Washington yep. at home taking on the uh, the <laughs> the Giants. But uh, do not forget this Thursday night game. We had mentioned it earlier. If you're just joining us, uh, it's important to realize Carolina. At home, Thursday night, short week, Tampa on the road. And Dane's point is these Thursday night games heavily favor, at least history tells us, the the home teams usually have a, a leg up. Now, it's early in the season. Guys are still a little fresher than they were. They've only played one game, and it's not like Tampa's around the world. But it's at six and a half points. And I already bet it because I do think that Carolina is going to roll. I think they're pissed off. They should have won that game at home against the uh against the Rams and now they've got a Tampa Bay Bucks team who's got to have questions on you, you know Jameis once again we were told we're going to see a new Jameis and all we got was the same old same Jameis and confidence is a big thing here, and right now I don't see how they have any of it I also don't see how anybody who drafted Mike Evans is uh is jumping up and down for joy after the weekend that he had thanks Jameis uh but To me, this is going to be very one-sided, this game. And we're betting numbers. The number is six and a half, Dane. The public money now that Monday Night Football is over is going to start rolling in. The fate of Jameis Winston, it's a real thing. That number is going to shoot up to seven, maybe even over seven. Now would be the time to jump on it. If you like Carolina, if you think there's a bounce back for Tampa and for Jameis, then hold off. Hold off your bet because that will hit seven, seven and a half at some point.
3: Yeah, I agree. We talked, you know, Joe, you know, we do the gambling you at the end of certain hours. I know you talked about teasers and parlays, that sort of thing. One of the things to also understand are the key numbers right? Mm -hmm. And seven is one of them. It makes sense, people. Seven points is a touchdown, right? So you are, when it crosses that number, it's the proposition of, like, are they going to win by more than a touchdown or less than a touchdown? More than a field goal or less than a field goal? And if you like Tampa Bay to bounce back, I'd like it much more at seven, seven and a half than I do at six and a half, because these things have a ten, you know, ten to go right around the number, shall we say. Um, So, yes, I would, if you like Tampa, wait. If you like Carolina, nail it. One thing I will say, though, Joe, um, with Mike Evans, there mm. were reports on, like, Saturday and even Sunday morning that he was dealing with, like, an illness, the flu. Damn. And what was if that? you saw that game, he, he missed a lot of snaps, Joe. He yeah. was in and out of that game. He was only targeted five times. Now, I understand that Jameis defecated the mattress, but… I'd be willing to be okay with Mike Evans and continue to run Mike Evans out there. I think Mike Evans gets more targets, and when he's 100% delivers on those targets in a much stronger way, I am concerned about Jameis and him still being, you know, um, kind of uh, his decision-making. But I am not yet concerned about Mike Evans. I would pump the brakes on any concern on Mike Evans, Joe.
4: Uh, be concerned if you got Tevin Coleman out for the yeah. 49ers high ankle sprain which uh, Let's go. Yeah, Brady here he comes. So, more on the latest uh, NFL headlines, who's in, who's out. We'll talk about that coming up here. Let's make it rain, people.
5: Yeah.
0: Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto-Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto-Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content, edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at RotoExperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at RotoExperts.com. Maurice Allen,
1: 2009.
0: Slash Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS DFS Players. Join DailyRodo.com. Game time decisions. Sammy Watkins and a great pickup by UK. I kept Sammy Watkins on the bench. I drafted him in your league, but I put him in and I took him out. <laughs> I think I, I I think I put in Sony Michelle and Flexed or something instead, so I get no credit for that. I have to be honest with you on the show. But I did draft Sammy Watkins, and uh, after that performance, he will be my lineup a few more times, I'm thinking. I still want to do catches. Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719
4: all right welcome back in it is time to make it rain i'm joe ranieri he is dane martinez uh time to get on the grid here guys sportsgrid.com and don't forget more in game live tonight beginning at 8 p.m got you covered with the slate of action major league baseball back at it today But I do want to give a word of caution now that week one is over in the NFL. And we do this every year. We say this every year. But no matter what, there is going to be a significant portion of the NFL fan bases that are going to unbelievably overreact. They do all the time. They're going to stick forks in their teams that shouldn't be stuck in and, uh, you know, we're going to hear just some and we're already seeing it on social media where teams yep. are getting ripped. Players are getting ripped. I would caution everybody to just take a step back and remember that New England started the year one and two last year, won the Super Bowl. The Houston Texas started zero and three last year. They made the playoffs. The Saints got ripped apart at home game one against the damn uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Bucks Fitzpatrick and, uh, for 400 Fitzmagic. yards against them. The Cowboys were 3-5 and five last year, guys. They ended up going on. There is every year, example after example, after example, that you do not need to overreact and tell me how great a team is or how bad a team is. But do keep in mind. The books know this. They know this about the casual better. They know this about Joe Public, that he is going to completely overreact to what he saw this past week, which is why, word of caution to a lot of these lines that you're seeing, including the Baltimore Ravens are not nearly as good as their score expects them to be, all right? They're getting 14 and a half points they're laying at home against the Arizona Cardinals, who... Slow start, but still at home came back to tie that game. So the Miami Dolphins, again, word of caution, they are not going to be as bad as we witnessed last week against Baltimore. And oh, yeah, New England has a history of not exactly playing well in 95 degrees here, which is what it's going to be. The books understand the overreaction and the public money that's going to come rolling in. So they create these lines. Based upon that, you got two New York teams. You got the Giants playing a New York team, the Buffalo Bills, but you have the Jets and Cleveland, Cleveland, who looked embarrassed. Cleveland's now a favorite against the New York Jets on the road. The Jets are the underdog at home. Why? Because they realize people are going to look and laugh that your defense scored just as many points as your offense, and the money is going to come rolling in. So, Again, as smart as you may think you are, realize that the books, they know what the consensus is going to be, Dane, and it is every year, no matter what we say, overreaction and betting overreaction, it's uh, its a real thing, man, and that's what we're seeing, I think, with a lot of these lines here right now. We've already anointed new champions, and we have stuck a fork in a number of teams, including the since uh, the... Um, uh the Cleveland Browns whose own fans yeah. have pretty much turned their back on him this quickly. It's amazing to me. Yeah, and here's
3: another example. Like another part that I like to add to exactly what you're talking about, Joe, is a team that, you know, was on the road in week 1 having to go into the lion's den of another team's home opener, right? And then in week 2, they are at home for their home opener with a team coming in, you know, for example, The Pittsburgh Steelers look like dog poo on Sunday night, Joe. You know, we have real Mm -hmm. questions about that offense. And those are legitimate questions, right? But they come home uh, for week two, and they face Seattle. Seattle's a team who had their own home field advantage, didn't look so amazing, and now they are on the road. And the Seahawks and the Steelers are both two teams that are very different, home-road split. I do see Pittsburgh as a four-point favorite, but I wonder if the public has different views on both of these teams. I'm not making a play on this right now, but that is Mm -hmm. an example. The Pittsburgh Steelers were on the road, looked really bad. We all know they're a team who looks a lot better at home. Oh, yeah, and now they have their home opener in week two.
4: Right, right. And, I, and listen, I would caution the same thing about the Eagles and the Falcons. The Eagles uh, traveling to Atlanta. Outside of the Dolphins, Atlanta yeah. was probably the most disgusting team to watch, if you're a fan base, with all of that talent, firepower, playoff aspirations. Matt Ryan, I mean, you go down the list to play. Oh. They got just backhanded, guys, by the Minnesota Vikings, manhandled them. So now all of a sudden they're home, and Philadelphia, who lost the first half of that game against Washington, came back. Falcons are home now. Customary guys, it's minus three points, right, for home field minus three. You're, on cross. Right. you're talking about Philadelphia being a minus one. They're minus one favorites on the road against a Falcons team who, notoriously indoors in their own building, pretty hard to beat no matter how bad they've been. And voila, be very cautious yep. here. The Falcons. Still have Julio Jones last I checked, man, don't they?
3: Yep, absolutely. You know, and that's what we talk about the recency bias, the overreactions. Some of these trends that we talk about, Joe, are over the Mm. course of, you know, a much longer sample size than the uh, eight hours of football we saw on Sunday. You know what I mean? So take this with a grain of salt. It's the truth in sports investing, it's the truth in fantasy. Let it all settle for a little while. Don't go ahead and make that crazy reactionary move.
4: Yeah, and don't forget, football in the NFL, it's all about the matchups. It's like that in fantasy. It's like that in betting. It's like that in boxing, too. (laughs) What you individually saw, what you might have saw, what you might have heard with some of these games last week, guys, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to roll over the next week. Like, just because Atlanta didn't look any good on the road against Minnesota doesn't mean that Philadelphia is going to come into their building and manhandle them like Minnesota did. Uh, right. I, as a matter of fact, I'd be willing to bet against that fact happening. Uh, I would expect the Atlanta Falcons to show up at home. I would expect Julio Jones uh, and Calvin Ridley to have big days, Devonta Freeman, not just because I have every one of them on a fantasy team, but simply because they are home and they're not going to be as bad as everyone wants to make them out the seem. And I would even caution Cleveland. The same situation. Guys, Baker Mayfield is not that bad, all right? No matter what you saw, they're not that bad. There are a lot of things that can go wrong, but as a Jet fan, I'm looking at this game and going, yeah, I'd be worried because I know Cleveland is not as bad as they appeared last week, but I also know the Jets aren't as inept offensively, at least I hope so, uh, than what we witnessed. But they're a good team, the Cleveland Browns, Dane.
3: Yeah, and if you didn't actually watch that Jets game, then you don't know that something that changed for the Jets defense in about the third quarter was the loss of CJ Mosley. And by the and Joe, the Jets defense and was
0: dramatically
3: Different without C.J. Mosley, who left with a groin injury, right? If C.J. Mosley is not there Monday night against the Cleveland Browns, that makes it a lot different because we'll be seeing the Jets of the second half instead of the Jets of the first half. So keep an eye on some of those injury reports as well.
4: They lost Quinn and Williams, too. They lost Mosley and Quinn and Williams for the entire second half. And by the way, don't know if we're going to have them back. Uh, Williams has got a uh, an ankle injury that he's still nursing and the groin injury for Mosley. So we don't even know if they're going to be playing again this week, but at least they've got an extra day's worth of rest. But the bottom line is do not. Guys, there is when you pick apart the games and you start going over what actually happened and took place, there is a lot of unfortunate situations. Like, listen, Indianapolis lost the game. Does anything that you saw with the Indianapolis and the Chargers coming back tell me that, oh, forget Indianapolis. They're going to be – no, Indianapolis is a good damn team. The Raiders last night are a well-coached, oiled machine right now, guys. This is not a team that – whatever you have in your mind about the Raiders in past years, get it out. What we saw last night was a very well-coached football team disciplined, had a game plan, and, oh, yeah, protected the crap out of their quarterback who looked like uh, he looked like Joe Montana last night. Well, that's what happens when you protect guys, right? He got sacked 51 times last year, Derek Carr. Didn't even sniff the ground last night. So I'd be very cautious about your past impressions of teams and organizations because so far after week one, Nobody's anointing the Raiders the best or or the Broncos the worst, but I don't think there's any denying. This is a much better well-prepared football team the Raiders than what we have been used to in the past.
3: Yes. And I agree with you, Joe. Yes. However, it was also them at home in front of the black hole trying to show pride that the circus has left town and they're okay in their but home opener. But that's got nothing
4: to do with not allowing him against one of the best defenses, Eric Carr, to be sacked. After last year, 51 sacks? Yeah, no, that's, that's, that doesn't, mean it's, bias. It doesn't fans mean it's going to translate to wins. It doesn't mean it's going to translate into wins. But think if that this, this was the same, now, same old, same old... His ass would have been on the ground 10 times last night if it was the same old, same old. Yes, and
3: Josh Jacobs looks good, and it looks like they have weapons, and Tyrell Williams, and Waller, and all. But to your point that you've been making for the last hour and a half, Joe, let's also take it all with a grain of salt, right? Yes, they do look more prepared. Yes, they do look like they're together as a team. But we shall see what that looks like with Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs coming into town for week two. And if they look bad, are we all gonna sudden gonna be like, oh, that's the dumpster fire we were waiting for? Let's just not go too far, never too high, never too low, especially after one week of the season.
4: Yes. But again, nobody's crowning them AFC West champions. What I am saying is what we got. From the Oakland Raiders last night was a hundred and eighty degrees different than what everybody has been saying and talking about that. This team is a dumpster fire that Antonio Brown's lucky to have gotten away that all of these distress. It's just not true. I don't care if you win one game or if you win 10 games. I don't need to see an entire season to know a well coached football team. Is going to handle themselves and they might win they might not but this is a totally different team than what we have led on to believe and you can just tell that after yeah one game you can tell that they're a better coach football team than last year knock on wood if you're with me yeah not not winning anything winning doesn't have anything to do with being well coached. Believe me. I- you- Cleveland is not a well-coached football team, guys. And that might never get it better. I and mean, I don't have to see him play this week to
0: know that. Message
1: and data rates may apply.
0: Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. And that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. To get your complimentary bottle, text youth to 321321 that's y-o-u-t-h to 321321
5: i had great results i lost 70 pounds my weighed 265 and went down to 195 my doctor told me if it works for you then do it a lot of people say to me how did you lose the weight i said i take andro 400 every day and i'm gonna take it forever that was walt talking about andro 400 now listen to what bob has to say
1: when you listen to your radio commercials you say that's not possible but since i've experienced it you're
0: with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at RotoExperts.com wager talk with teddy covers at ralph michaels i think the public is going to be on tennessee because of week one results when you have 18 penalties like the browns had 18 accepted penalties you're never going to win that game the browns basically their newness their non-familiarity just the the penalties were just absurd Uh, i think if you want tennessee play it now at minus three watch live weekdays 3 to 4 p.m eastern on sports grid and zumo tv channel 719
4: So what happens when you get a NFL team covers by 18 or more points in week one of the season? You had it happen twice this past week with the Ravens and the Titans, who just dominated in their games. They covered by 18 or more points. Well, since 2010, it's happened 20 times. Those teams the following week, 4-16 against the spread. And I would caution you, I'd even break that further down, guys. Part of that discussion in the two groups since 2010 is the Ravens who have done it. They're two and two since 2010 in this spot, which means everybody else two and 14 against the number the following week. If you have covered by 18 or more points, essentially blowouts in week one, don't translate into blowouts in week two. The Ravens are the exception because it's happened, you know, four times to them since 2010, and they are 2-2. Two two, but everyone else, 2-14, barely 12%, guys. So just because you saw a uh, a team look atrocious in week one uh, does not mean that it's going to uh, – or that you saw a team just dominate like the Ravens, which is why a lot of people keep bringing this game up against the Cardinals, this 14-and-a-half points. Is it because they're 14-and-a-half points better? Than the Cardinals, or is it just that they're 14 and a half points? The book knows the public is going to be all over Baltimore. Lamar Jackson's going to be Super Bowl champion, and they're just going to figure they can put up 59 against anybody. And can I tell you, in many aspects, Arizona's defense might be just as bad as what Miami's was. So it is possible, but it's still over two touchdowns in week two of the NFL Man, that's a lot of points to give up. It is a lot of points to give
3: up, but here's the things that I think are, you know, kind of reliable from that game and you mentioned it, Joe. The Arizona Cardinal defense is not good. Okay, no. we saw we know that, we saw that in the preseason and I know that Baltimore, listen, at home Baltimore, um, they perform really well. I also wouldn't be surprised to see a defensive or special teams touchdown out of Baltimore. So where am I going on this? 13-14? That may be a big number. I'd be very interested, however, because the total for the game, Joe, is 46.5. I'd be very interested to find a Ravens team total, and I may be comfortable going mm. over the Ravens team total, but I'll check on that earlier later I on like in the week, because it's got to be, what, in the mid-20s? And I Absolutely. do think Baltimore Will be able to put up some points.
4: Yep, I love that, and and it's another way to approach week two early on in the NFL season, guys. And and Dane and I have been telling you in week one, we made a lot of money doing first betting first halves and waiting on second halves because of the idea that we know teams in the month of September, especially coming out of the preseason, offenses not necessary clicking. You get a pretty good idea defenses. Keeping in mind in week number two that you're going to get some overreaction like the Tennessee Titans, for instance, right? So we already know Tennessee is going to be at home. Indianapolis is coming to town. Tennessee just put the smack down. Well, they're going to be pretty good at home, right? Oh, okay. Do do you think that that offense that uh, that we witnessed against Cleveland, does anybody think that that's going to translate into the first half? Or do teams like Indianapolis they're watching the film they just saw, right, against Cleveland. So they saw exactly what you did. In all likelihood, guys, you're going to get a completely different game plan for right. the first half, right, of the uh, of game two here against the Colts. Keep that in mind. Guys only have the film now on the game that happened last week. That's what teams are game planning for. Yep. The real coaching, Dane, happens in the second half when you have to make yeah, the adjustments, adjustments because nobody showed – nobody showed their full playbook and capabilities in week 1 so yeah. it will run. it's not until you think you get to about week 6 or 7 where there's only so much you know what i mean that you can do a team is what a team is usually by around week 6 or 7 you got a pretty good idea injuries and everything else but the first month the reason why it's so crazy is that they're coming out with no matter what we saw on film last week, all most of these teams are gonna come out and show us a completely different side to their offense and defense next week.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, to to, to be specific, you know, you're gonna see what looks like the same run play, and next <laughs> week they're gonna have the play action off of
4: that. Oh, that's okay, correct. because
3: they know what film you saw. And Joe, we've been talking a little bit about Arizona and Baltimore. I think there's mm-hmm. no better example of this than the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore yeah. Ravens played the Miami Dolphins, Joe. They were up dramatically. They did not have to show their playbook. They did not yep. need to show their cards. One of the most interesting stats of week one to me, Joe, Lamar Jackson ran the ball three times. Why? Which because is he didn't crazy. not need to run the ball yes. more than crazy. that. If they are in a, bigger, uh, a tighter game, quite frankly, they are going to show... This stuff that we've all heard about, right? We heard Mm -hmm. they were going to press the limits of what we can do, quarterbacks running the ball. They had all sorts of stuff. Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator, all this stuff, they didn't have to show squadush of that Mm -hmm. to beat the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. I'll tell you right now, Lamar Jackson's going to run the ball more than three times on most weeks, and we haven't seen it yet. We don't know how to defend it yet.
4: I agree. And, And, you know, to your point, you had brought up, listen, Hollywood Brown, all right, everyone jumping up and join. right? Uh, you know, like you said, I can promise you yeah. <laughs> he's not going to have yeah. those kinds of results. every. Of. It's not going to be. Joe,
3: let me tell you something from a fantasy aspect. There is a mm-hmm. format of fantasy, Joe, called best ball. Okay, I don't know if you're familiar with this, Joe. What you do in best ball leagues, it's all about the draft. You draft your team, and then you never have to set your lineup. They automatically take whoever the best guys are. So you'll never be like, oh, I had this guy sitting on my bench. It's called best ball formats. okay? And there are a couple guys, Joe, I think you'll know where I'm going with this, that are much better in that best ball format. The prototypical Mm -hmm. name you throw out there is Deshaun Jackson. Okay. He's going to have some weeks, Joe, where it was like Sunday, where he has two big over the top Mm kind of bombs, right? But you don't know which weeks those are going to be. That's why Deshaun Jackson is a great best ball player. Okay. But you talk about Hollywood Brown. I'll Mm -hmm. give you Deshaun Jackson, John Ross in Cincinnati, Philip Dorsett in New England. These are all guys that were over the top best ball kind of guys that stretched the field and they popped off in week one. Let me tell yep. you something. That is not going to happen every week. There's going to be two, three more weeks in the season when that does happen. But good mm-hmm. luck picking which weeks those will be. And there was a yep. lot of speed wide receivers, Joe. Ross, Dorsett, you know, D. Jacks, Like we said, Hollywood that are getting that. And obviously Hollywood's going to look a little bit better behind Miami than in other situations, Joe. He ran 14 routes. He was only on the field for 14 snaps, Joe. Hollywood yeah. Brown. And he had 140 yep. yards. Come on now.
4: It's so true. Don't. uh, And the whole bigger picture of this is just because what you saw in week one early on in the NFL season, we are in all likelihood going to see absolutely nothing that resembles what we saw in week one with some of these teams, especially the ones that were so blowouts or teams looked or so inept like you're not going to get that in fact instead of your teams like new england you know what you're going to get right yeah i think also indianapolis showed that you're going to get what you're going to get san diego you know they're going to get different versions but for the most part you've got very well coached teams with playmakers on both sides of the balls so then at that point you're just going oh man what do we do now it's the teams that got blown out or were so like baltimore that or right. tennessee like. They didn't have to do a whole hell of a lot. So game planning for them the following week is almost impossible. Like what in the hell? Because you know they're not going to come out. Vrabel's not going to come out with the same situation offensively and defensively that they just leveled in in Cleveland. And you go down the list: Buffalo and the like the Giants. The Giants are not going to look that inept on defense at home against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it's they're just not and. And at the same time, the Buffalo offense not going to look as inept against uh, against the uh, Giants defense like they did for certain parts of that jet game. They're going to open it up too, Dane. I mean, you know, that's another one of these games where I think you're going to see. Did Saquon have a good game, do you think, in your opinion?
3: He had an all right game, but I could see more out of him. He didn't get as many touches as I was expecting. So right. I think he's gonna get fed a little bit more, you know. And they right. discovered things also, like Buffalo discovered Devin Singletary. That kid has some juice, you know. Big time. And we didn't see it as much. But he'll get more touches for the Bills, I think, mm-hmm. this week as
4: well against the Giants. Yep. And you brought Mike Evans. We talked about it earlier. Those yeah. that were sitting with his fantasy team, you know, Mike Evans is gonna get five touches again. Like really? Like right. hell, Bruce Arians would have to get his head examined if you're going to sure. do that. Like absolutely not. So don't put. You know, don't don't go all in on certain teams because of the results of what you saw from Week One. Because you will see a whole different uh, a whole different side. And I think Pittsburgh too. I think it's safe to say Pittsburgh is going to be offensively a lot more successful than they were against New England. You know, say what you want, but the, one of the best, well coached teams. They've played Pittsburgh over. They know Roethlisberger. Yeah. Like there is you're not going to get that across the board with these games like that. You know, some teams you just have to put in their own category, Dane. You really do like New England and Andy Reid and Kansas City and just go, you know, the question to me is, what are you going to get from a defense in Jacksonville now who lost their quarterback and who got lit up there?
3: That's the question. You know, will they be able to kind of be defense and run game like we expect? But at the same time, I told you, they're playing the Houston Texans, and one thing I saw that I do think is kind of consistent is that O-line has Absolutely. yet to really be addressed. I don't care if they traded for Tunsil. I don't care if they drafted the kid Dillard, I believe. You know, I mean, Jacksonville, I think, will get pressure on Deshaun Watson. And let's, and we've also seen Jalen Ramsey and DeAndre Hopkins have heated head-to-head matchups before, okay? So they're yep. going to put Jalen Ramsey on D Hop, and they're going to release the hounds and try to get pressure on Deshaun Watson. They're going to try and break his rib again. I wouldn't be surprised. There's a bounty on his head, Joe.
4: Yep. Yeah. And how about OB uh, Odell Beckham? Now that he takes the watch off, you know, going right. up against the secondary of the Jets, does so, you know, would Back you expect Odell yep. Beckham to get maybe a little bit more looks than he did in against Tennessee?
3: Yeah, I would. I would expect that. Um, And remember, if there's no C.J. Mosley, I'd also expect Mm. David Njoku. I'd expect more out of these guys out of the backfield. You know, keep an uh, an eye on the injuries for the Jets' defense. Because that Jets' defense, you know, was looking good, had the pick six, the safety. You could not run on them. And then all of a sudden, Mosley and Williams are out. And that looked like a very different defense in the second half. They were getting gashed.
4: Yep. Plenty of, uh, plenty of time here between now and, of course, uh, next Sunday. But Thursday night, we've got games. we got college football we'll cover it throughout the week. There is one baseball game tonight, Dane, that I can't wait to see. Yep, Because Johnny Cueto is going to the mound, my friend, for the Giants. He's back. The first time we've seen it in, in over a year. Cueto is taking on the uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates at home. Uh, I always loved Johnny Quaid. I always thought he was great. I was always a big fan of his. Also, has made me a lot of money over the years. But I he has a pitch. Up. He had elbow surgery from last September. This is his first action back. I, I think the over is at eight. Is seven and a half or eight, somewhere along those line? Yeah, I, tr- I love Johnny Quaid, but I ain't trusting him to get people out here. So yeah, the eight. over is where I'll be looking in this game tonight because he's going up against uh, Mitch Keller of Pittsburgh, yeah. who will be lucky if he gets out of the fourth inning. Um, yeah, yeah, but Quaid will be fun to watch tonight.
3: I like that. You've also talked about the Houston Astros putting up 36 runs in the last two games. And Joe, I'm staring at a total of 10 right now it's wade miley and tana roark on the hill oh. neither one of those men are reasons why i would want the under especially with houston <laughs> showing what they're doing at yep. 10 at the, the total joe any reason i don't they let they this mean, over right
2: now
4: i i'm with you man i you know you don't get in front of that uh, that freight train when it's rolling downhill do you brother no nope. i hear you Unbelievable. All right, good luck. Enjoy the games tonight. We'll be back again tomorrow getting you ready for the week ahead. We look to make it rain. Good luck tonight, guys. you Brian.
1: dot com.
0: did you miss me here's what you missed on make it rain and, I don't want and
4: maybe it's a good thing maybe a jacked up adrian peterson pissed off man at the world there are worse things to have than uh, the option of going to ap isn't there yeah hide the women and children yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean but um honestly though from a fantasy
3: standpoint I'd rather have shares of Chris Thompson, Joe. I'd rather have shares of Chris Thompson, who pass catching back, he caught seven balls out of the backfield for Washington. And listen, while I just said I think it's a bad number and I like Washington plus four and a half at home, there is still a universe where game script is involved that they are throwing the ball in the second half, the Dinkin and Duncan. Yeah, Terry McLaren had a huge game. Yeah, Vernon Davis was good and, you know, helped you win. But I really think we're going to see a lot of dump downs Chris Thompson out of the backfield. This guy was one of the best PPR backs in football before he got injured himself last year. All right. So I like Chris Thompson from a fantasy production wise standpoint, at least in PPR formats, a little bit more even than Adrian Peterson. But you're right. AP is going to get out there. He won't be a healthy scratch this week.
4: So, And, and you like uh, you think there's some value right now at home with these Washington Redskins taking on getting four and a half against them. Uh, them Cowboys. How about them Cowboys?
3: The cat Yeah, and it's interesting, and our boy Venmo Brian down there in the pit of misery texted me, Joe, and he goes, Cowboys by 20. He goes, Dak is a young Montana. And I was like, yeah, Dak looked great in one game against the Giants, you know? And I was like, yo, I'll give you a ten and a half. Will you take it? (laughs) You know? And so I just think that that is prototypical public recency bias, Joe, right? Venmo Brian, loving his Cowboys, they look great, and all of a sudden, Dak is Joe Montana, and they're gonna dump truck everybody they see. Meanwhile, Washington loses a game that they didn't look horrible in, mind you, especially in the first half. They now go home and they got a pissed off Adrian Peterson, get a switch from the tree and get ready to do some damage. I think mm-hmm. this may be a little soft spot. What do you think, Joe? Is Venmo Brian playing um, the
4: public recency bias here? Do you smell that? Do you, sm- do you yep. smell that? That smells yep. That that smells like a wager coming up. I don't yeah. know. Man. He told it me he'd give like me seven
3: and a, and a half. On. I was like, give me ten and a half. He he said he'd give me seven and a half, Joe. Do I pull the trigger? Oh, absolutely. A- all right, absolutely. Y'all heard a hey,
4: Venmo? You hear this? You hear listen, this Venmo? Don't forget, Dane. And then I'll say this Venmo before you okay this here, you uh, <laughs> you millennial turd. Listen to me, all right. I'm gonna try to save you some money here. Say what you want about the offense of the Redskins. The reason that they were in that game against Philadelphia on yeah, the road, their defensive line. You damn straight. That defense is a hell. of Come a Come on, more Zeke. Formidable. Let's go. Then people, <laughs> I'm just saying. So before you pull the trigger here, Venmo, I'm telling you. They basically you have BTS... the Alabama front from the last five years there. Just saying. You know? we'll, we'll see, see Venmo oh, wants and Joe. A piece of that action.